<laughs> no laughter, no smiling, just little John ad-libs. Yeah, yeah. Okay! I can't think of what else he says right now. Not gonna lie. He, d- he just goes, yeah, yeah. And, and okay. Okay! Yeah, that's all I hear from that's him in it. my brain. Yeah. He actually doesn't speak, he doesn't rap at all. That's just what he does on tracks. Yeah. yeah. He's solely like a sound effect that people put into music. He's like, um, <laughs> what are they called? The Vocaloids? Yeah. He's not real. <laughs> He's not a real person, he's a computer program that people are inputting to say okay and yeah. Um, Hi, welcome back to Why I Couldn't Finish, the podcast where we talk about why we couldn't finish TV shows, movies, and whatever else. I'm Jay. And I'm Darren. And today we're talking about Tiger King. Was that a good intro or is that a good intro? That was a solid intro. It felt like I had done that before and I've only done it once and not that good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That felt professional. It's because I am a professional. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. I hate to break mm-hmm. this to you. I am a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if like one day I just came back from class and I was like, hey Darren, I have like some news. I'm a professional podcaster, and I never felt like telling you this. I am... Ooh. What does it I take? I feel like, why are we recording on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> that really hit me. Um, what does it take to be a professional podcaster, though? Um, I think to be a professional of something, I think you should be able to sustain off of it. Oh, Interesting. I don't agree. Really? What's your take? I, okay. Because I I, my opinions can change. I, I think you're open. a professional at something when you have established your own style of doing something. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah, because like in order to do anything, you have to understand the basics at first, and then you're able to build off of those and create your own style. Mm-hmm. Whether that be like a physical sort of thing, like knitting or sewing, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, or like uh, artistic thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I could see that take on it. Yeah. But then, podcasting, I'm trying to... A professional podcaster would be someone, I, I think you have to do it for years before you can call yourself a professional. Yeah, and I would hope you'd have equipment to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the funny thing is, I do have mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, just didn't feel like bringing them with me. Mm-hmm. And also, I've tried to use them before. I, I, maybe my ears are shit, but, like, I got a Blue Yeti mic. The, the uh, like, the cheap ones. It's yeah, not yeah. that good. But I tried to record ASMR on it. Did not work. <laughs> Did not work. Um, anyway, Tiger King. Yeah, we watched Tiger King 2, the first episode. Tiger uh, King 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the first season? So... <laughs> that was very heavy. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot going on in the first season. It was the beginning of quarantine, um, and I did watch all of it. It was extremely entertaining, if nothing else. Um, just the I shenanigans agree. of everyone. Yeah, yeah. But then when you think about the reality that these are real people, uh-huh. it is upsetting. <laughs> oh, so so much. Yeah. Yeah. I I watched the first season... My parents told me about it, actually. Mm. So I was, like, immediately, like... Sorry, there's a cop car going by. Yeah. He's not even close. He's far away and he's even loud. 
Yeah. Sirens in the city are very loud, um, if anyone isn't in a city and doesn't know. Anyone who could be listening to this, um, the four of us. (laughs) (laughs) Just the four of us. We can make it if we try. (laughs) There's only four, according to Anchor, you can look at, like, your estimated audience, and there's only four of us. Okay. Just explaining your joke so that people understand. (laughs) Uh, so that the other three, no, sorry, the other two people can understand yeah. the joke there. Um, <laughs> which is funny, though, because, like, we didn't advertise it at all. No. Mm-hmm. So Nowhere. me seeing four pop up without, like, rationalizing it in my brain, I was like, whoa. Yeah. It would be crazy if four people I didn't know listened to this. I think that would be success. Oh, yeah. Then I could put professional podcaster in yeah. my Twitter bio. That's when you are the professional. Yeah. You get four people to listen to you four who people you don't that know. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. My experience with Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents told me about it and I was immediately like, mm, I don't want to watch it. You guys are watching it. You don't have good taste in shows. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't have good taste in shows. It's just my parents only watch like crime and like true crime. Yeah. Anytime I suggest something, like, we were going to watch Umbrella Academy, and my dad was like, is there something about the style I don't like? And I'm like, you don't like camp? And he's like, well, I mean, I like Deadpool, so I like camp. And I was like, Deadpool's not camp, Dad. <laughs> we had to have that whole discussion. Um, yeah. You know, the normal discussion where you have to explain that some superhero stuff isn't as gay as other stu- you know. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, you guys don't have good taste in shows, I'm not going to watch it. And then my friends started talking about it, and I was like, well, my friends, I don't really like the same stuff as my friends. I was like, I'm still not going to watch it. And then I saw people online that I followed talking about it, and I was like, well, now I gotta watch it. (laughs) Yeah. I care more about the opinion of people I don't know than people I do. Yeah, that's fair, though. Yeah. Because online is so specifically catered to an audience that if the people you're surrounded in like it, you're like... This is obviously something that I would be interested in. I should partake. I, I watched it all in, like, one day in my room. Because mm-hmm. quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, I think I went on a bike ride in between it. I went on a lot of bike rides at the beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like, an insane amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's the cop. Yeah. Oh, look at him go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we should um, make, make a cop car noise. Make a cop car noise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Your best cop car noise. <laughs> oh, no, that's bad. That was bad. <laughs> that's exactly how they sound, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Valiant effort. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I won't put you on the spot like that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am terrible being put on the spot. I know. I don't know if you come to realize that. that. <laughs> I keep doing it, too. And I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, it's all right. So, moving on. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the people of Tiger King? Let's talk about that. The people of Tiger King. Well, I feel like I should say, mm-hmm. I have a girlfriend who lives in Oklahoma, very close to Winnywood, mm-hmm. like 15, 20 minute drive. They have been to the park. Um, Joe Exotic has worked with her mom when he volunteered at her mom's library. Um, they have all met all of these characters, basically. <laughs> I okay okay. Um, I just feel like I should put that out there because it put a very interesting spin because the way that they're portrayed in the show, um, it's it like goes back and forth between telling you Joe's a good person, Joe's a bad person. Yeah. Um, 
And then people who knew him are like, oh, he's actually really nice. Like, they're showing that he's, like, a narcissist, but we never had any problems with him. Mm-hmm. Um, other than, you know, his zoo is kind of fucked up. But I, it's weird. Because <laughs> I have big opinions. Okay. As somebody that worked at an animal rescue, uh-huh. firstly, I hate that in this episode they interviewed a lady from PETA. Yeah, that was fucked up. I believe they also did that towards the end of the series, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, like the first season. I hate when they include PETA in this shit, because PETA has put human lives at risk multiple times to yeah. do really shitty things that don't end up actually helping the animals that they claim to be helping. Yeah. So I'm not a big, not a big PETA lover. Um, I also think that PETA would most definitely support cannibalism if it were... <laughs> legalized. Um, uh-huh. So that that tells you a little bit about PETA. Yeah. No, I think PETA's fucked up. Yeah, but I, I don't like that they included that. However, I do believe that any big cat organization is wrong, including Carol mm-hmm. Baskins. Oh, she's, for sure. She, she's not doing anything for those animals that wasn't already being done to them. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, there's no difference between being in one park or another park. They're still in a park, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't care that there's not thousands of people crowding around them every day. It just means they're less socialized now. They're more likely to kill someone. Like, congrats. That's what, that's all you did. Yep. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's really shitty. So I think everyone in Tiger King is a bad person. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any redemption, except for Saf. Yeah, Saf seems like a pretty genuine person. And especially seeing in this episode, they interviewed him, and they were like, that was bad, looking back on my time there. It was bad what we were doing. Yeah. He, <laughs> so. he's, he seemed like super... Yeah. 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 I feel really bad for him, too. Yeah. Especially the way that he was treated in the first season. And, like, they were talking about uh, how a bunch of people included in the case were really homophobic. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, th- you can only imagine, like, Saf had to deal with all of those people, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, mm-hmm. that's, extre- that's extremely harmful for that kid to have to go through. Extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Because if, if the homophobia against a cis white man is so bad yeah. that they're going to talk about it, imagine being Saf. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know that it had to have been exponentially worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. I am so surprised that Saf did not, like, sue Joe Exotic or something for, like, money. Yeah. Because, like emotional labor and then like physical like ah yeah there's so much wrong with everything that happened to him well the thing looking at all the people from the first season and then looking at them now you can tell that they profited heavily off the first season but then when you saw saf you didn't really see that as much uh so that's sort of why i'm like i don't think this is about money for him i don't think he's gonna go out of his way to you know get any kind of compensation because that's not what it's about for him so yeah yeah. (laughs) honestly i just hope he has a good life yeah same the dude who is the jet ski company (laughs) i have heavy feelings about him as well he he's the type of sleazy person that you deal with on vacation to rent out jet skis it makes so much sense yeah he's in the perfect profession Uh um he's a professional jet ski cool guy he is a professional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mm, mm. His sausage palace? Are we going to talk about that? 
Oh, man. I'm going to reiterate something I said when we were watching the show. So there's a shot of him walking into his house, and he has the seven-foot skeletons that you commented on. And then I said, you just know that man got up at 7 a.m. and went to Home Depot every day before October Mm -hmm. and was, like, banging on their doors. Like, do you have the seven-foot skeleton? Like, he was was begging at that point. Yeah. Yeah. The whole part with that guy was, he's upsetting to watch do anything. I don't want to see him. <laughs> I know. But, like, they showed him at his house, the sausage palace. They showed him at a store and, like... Buying beer. Yeah, he was, like, yeah. accosting the, the person at the counter, like, yeah. oh, you like Joe Exotic? You like Joe Exotic? Like, you're and the lady- fucking Oklahoma. They're gonna like him. <laughs> well, I think he moved. I don't know where he is, because he's, he's on a beach somewhere. No, is he? Because he's got jet skis. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of the style of the show, the format? Ooh! Yeah, go ahead. I just, I came up with another question that I thought was really (laughs) good. Well, the style of the show, it's, it's definitely different from the first season, because the first episode in the first season was sort of an overview of everything that's going to happen. Yes. And then in this one, it's sort of, you know, introduced the idea of the presidential pardon, and then it showed Joe's more of his backstory, kind of. And yeah. then it went more into the pardon about how it didn't work. And it just felt more jumpy. It felt very disorienting. Yeah. Um, I, I Like, as somebody who has made a documentary um, mm-hmm. and watches a whole lot of them, it, this is not how you do it. No. I don't know. It, it just it feels like they were trying so hard to, like, tell a story the first episode because they wanted that, like, hype. You know, mm-hmm. like the first few episodes of Tiger King did not necessarily pull you into the story. They just told the story. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's what was lacking. It was trying so hard to get you into it. You mm-hmm. know, I just it didn't like that. Yeah. And there was no real payoff. It didn't feel like there was any big moments in this episode either. Even though like losing the presidential pardon is a pretty big moment. It felt very lackluster. Very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. So my, my other question. Mm-hmm was, what do you think of, like, these reality shows or true crime shows that paint, like, both sides of the story almost? Or just true crime shows in general, because well, I think they're shitty. <laughs> Not to, you know, but... Yeah. The only true crime show I watch is Forensic Files. I also... But yeah. the way that Forensic Files is preve- presented is... It is almost pure fact. Mm-hmm. They're looking at older cases, um, and they're just sort of telling what happened and how the investigation progressed and where it's at now, which I think is like a valid form of telling that kind of story. Um, yeah, I also think Forensic Files has some emotion in there because when they talk about like really like big cases. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, they're like talking to the de- detectives and stuff, and the detectives will be like breaking down, and like they really give their own emotion mm-hmm. to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But this kind of show, where it is recent and it's it's really open ended on it, it tries to paint both sides as both good and bad people. It just doesn't. I'm, d- I'm trying to get something across, and I'm not doing a good job. It just, it, well, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, it just, it, it isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's entertaining, but... It is. It's, but the fact that it's entertaining is 
an issue in itself because there is serious stuff going on here that people are making light of because it's so entertaining. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always feel that way about true crime shows. And, and I hate the fact that I watch so many of them because mm-hmm. it's like, it is a problem. Um, the fact that we're sensationalizing, like, death and, in this case, like, animal abuse. Yeah. To a point where people think it's okay to have opinions that they otherwise wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and like, <laughs> yeah. Even if... I was going to say even if he's not guilty, but he most certainly is guilty of, like, hurting the animals. Yes. So, like, I don't I don't get why people are so okay with having that opinion. It is purely because it's entertaining. It's like what mm-hmm. you said, where it's so entertaining that people are willing to make light of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really gross. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens with, like, other, you know, reality TV or, like, true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody calling Ted Bundy hot. Yeah, yeah, the Dylan Claybold fandom that we saw last night. Yes! We, we were watching a bunch of those, like, AO3 Sings videos, and one of them popped up as being, like, the dude from Columbine. Mm-hmm. That this is what people like that want. Yeah. Most people who are willing to commit, you know, acts like that are looking more for attention and notoriety mm-hmm. than anything else. And then give that. any attention is better than, you know, even if it's negative attention, is better than no attention. Yeah. To them. And we give that to them so freely and so openly. Mm-hmm. It's so wrong. And that's just, that's what it feels like every person in Tiger King is. Mm-hmm. You know? Literally. They are all narcissistic and... <laughs> Except for Saf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... They all feel very narcissistic, and, like, any attention is better than no attention. Um, Yeah. Even Carol Baskin, who was complaining about the fact that people call her, like, prank call her every day. Right. Like, that, no. You you still enjoy that attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one way or another, you're living it up. mm -hmm. Like, sure, there might be some more inconveniences, but... (laughs) <laughs> you're still you're still abusing animals in your own right. So. Yeah, you still get to abuse animals. Uh, Joe Exotic is no longer a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like there's more. You know, if you're truly fighting for a cause, more people know about tigers being hurt by people like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, it's so funny to me that she wears like cat prints all the time. All the time. Because I'm like. That's just wrong. I know people I used to work with who, like, would cry if somebody came into our shop wearing anything that had, like, animal print or looked like real fur. Mm-hmm. Like, true people who care about animals are not like her. And yeah. that's what annoys me so much when I see people being like, well, I think she killed her husband. However, I think she's a good person for what she's doing. Because that's a real, like, thought online. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, 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 she is not a real animal activist. Because if PETA is saying that you were doing something correct... Then you're definitely doing everything wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then on top of that, she just doesn't have, like, the attitude. Yeah, not to be that person that's like, true animal activists are like this. But it's like, if you're someone who runs a place like that, you have to be a certain type of person mm-hmm. to have my respect. 
Mm-hmm. And she she does not. She's not that type of person that should be running something like that. No. Not to go on a Carol Baskin rant. It's all good. She definitely killed her husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it is too suspicious. It's so funny to me that they showed that video of OJ being like, <laughs> yeah, her husband is... <laughs> Tiger Sushini or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a perfect time for me to segue into my story about never meeting OJ. <laughs> um, Go crazy. Okay. I have a list of things on my phone that's like things I would tell in a stand-up comedy routine. And one of those is the fact that I used to live in Vegas. And everybody who lives in Vegas has a story of them meeting OJ. Um, a couple of my friends went out for lunch one day and they saw him at Jamba Juice. Uh, another one of my friends used to live in his neighborhood. And just a bunch of other things. You know, everybody's met OJ. I never met OJ. Instead, I met Carrot Top twice. <laughs> and so that is my, like, famous person encounter. And the first time was with my friends, and they did not know who he was. And he complimented their hair, and he said nothing to me. And I had to sit them down and go, Hey guys, that was world-renowned comedian Carrot Top. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who's Carrot Top? I'm like, he had bright orange hair, guys. Yeah. What about, <laughs> what about that interaction seem normal to you? <laughs> yeah, I've never met O.J. Simpson, and I'm very upset mm-hmm. about it. Not because I, like, I don't have any opinion on his case. Yeah. However, I'm just upset that everyone else has met him, and I haven't. Yeah. Feeling left out. Yeah, I just feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't care if he killed his wife or whatever, you know? Right. Don't care. I, I understand on a smaller level, because I've seen Frank Iero in concert twice, uh-huh. and he's notorious for meeting all of his fans after the show. Oh. He's notorious for, like, going out, like, at the merch booth after the show and, like, meeting everybody, taking pictures. The first time, I did not get to meet him because my stepdad is a bad person. And then the second time, Frank Iero was actually sick at our show. No! And so he was like, hey guys, I haven't been feeling well, I'm still gonna perform, but I'm not meeting anybody afterwards. That's <laughs> so nice of him, though, because yeah, I know. people sick, but... I know, he's a... I like him a lot, but <laughs> I have seen him twice. That is similar, except you like Frank Iura way more than I like O.J. Simpson. Yes. Yes, yes. correct. Sp- speaking of PETA... 2008, PETA claimed Frank Iero as the sexiest vegetarian um, of 2008. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a funny <laughs> little... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't know PETA did that. They apparently do. I guess a yearly thing they do is they choose, like, the sexiest vegetarian. How do I get on that list? <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone in Vegas has a story of meeting someone famous, too. And that's the mm-hmm. funny thing. It's like, Carrot Top is mine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we go around a circle, and, like, we're playing 20 questions or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, who's a famous person you guys have all met? And I'm like, Carrot Top. And then I have to explain who Carrot Top is. And I'm like, well, he, he, well, see, he, um, he does comedy, but it's like, it's like prop comedy. He has bright orange hair. It's uh, crazy to me that people don't know who Carrot Top is. Oh, no one does. I have never watched his comedy, but the name is, like... You know who Carrot Top is. Bright orange hair comedian. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I've seen him, yeah. too, like, in his show. Yeah. We actually went to his show one time, and this is how my parents asked me to go with them, uh-huh. because their friend couldn't go with them, and they were like, hey, 
So you know how you've, like, met Carrot Top? Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if you went to his show? <laughs> and I was like, no, but okay. So I went. Um, he's pretty funny. Okay. Like, I don't like prop comedy. I don't think it's that good. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's he's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. At one point, he does, like, like uh, basically, like, a drag show type thing. Where, like, he, he wears, like, a feather boa and, like, lip syncs some Shania Twain. Nice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder if my friends know who Carrot Top is. Because I don't think I've ever had, like, a discussion <laughs> with them. Well, and, and the worst thing is that he is, like, a big performer. But they have him in a super small like stage in mm. Vegas and like not enough people came to even fill up the seats when we were there. Wow. And we were on a weekend. So yeah. Carrot Top's not in high demand these days, I guess. No, no he's not. <laughs> All of my friends have met famous people. Not me. Not you, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I've never met a famous person. You've never not even like in a meet and greet situation? No. Nope. Really? I met one famous comic book illustrator. I I never read his comics. My dad was waiting in line to meet him. Oh, okay. We went to Indiana Comic Con in like 2012. Who, who is this person? His name is George Perez. Okay. Um, he has done art for like every freaking like superhero you can imagine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and my dad, like the whole time we were there, he was waiting in line to meet him. My dad gave me, like, a bunch of money. He was like, go buy stuff. I bought myself a bunch of comics. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually, I was I had walked through the place, like, three times. And so I, like, get in line with my dad and, like, wait with him for half an hour longer until eventually he meets him. And then I take the picture of my dad and him standing together. So you've um, met a famous... Comic book artist I wouldn't even consider famous. Yeah, he's not famous. He's just a professional. <laughs> You got to meet someone who does something. Yeah, I met someone who was very, you know, well-known in his craft. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We were talking about Tiger King. And we were. <laughs> there's, well, here's the thing, okay? There's not much to talk about. No. So. Because you can't talk about a storyline or costumes or, you know, technical stuff that you can with other shows. Um Yeah. You just sort of have to talk about the people themselves. And what else can I say that other people haven't said about these? These very interesting individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think anything we say is more interesting than what actually happened in the show. True. Oh, um, here's the question that we have to answer, though. Yeah. Why couldn't we finish it? Well, generally, I think the interest of Tiger King has worn off. Yes. That's one point. Mm-hmm. Um, sensationalized its past. Uh-huh. That was a year ago. Um, <laughs> otherwise, the style of documentary is a little too jumpy for me. Because yep. um, I think it is too recent and they're trying to just, you know, get everything all at once when you need to pace it much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of issues with it. The first being, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's relevant anymore culturally. I think we've moved on. And also, the style is not good anymore. The The first season, I felt like there was at least a cohesive sort of style that tied it all together. Mm-hmm. And they really let you sit with the interviews. They let you ponder on what everyone had said because they, they kept going back to the same people. And, you know, it, it was mm-hmm. more of like you really felt like you were living in the world for a little while. Whereas, like, the... They didn't do as good of a job with that with this episode, and then 
I also just don't like the people. Yeah. And the story wasn't compelling enough to make me want to go, oh, what happens next? You know, I have no interest in seeing what happens with these people. And at this point, we've kind of lived it. Yeah. One way or another, I've heard some of those headlines. Through the news. Yeah. Yeah. Like, before, I'd heard of Joe Exotic one other time when he was on John Oliver. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they had showed when he was running for president. Um, So that was the only time that I had been in his world prior to that. So then watching this was, like, all brand new information. Watching it now, I've seen a lot of those headlines that they're talking about. Like, I knew he didn't get the presidential pardon. Yeah. I knew that. Um, (laughs) Like, I knew that Carol Baskins was, like, being investigated further, like, on her property. Yeah. I knew that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Yeah. We're sort of in their world now rather than before you had to sort of look into it. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah, I think we know too much as an audience. They've become too big of stars for us to really care anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels like less of, like, a big media sensation and more, like, random, very invested individuals on the internet are going to like this and no one else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Dad? Um, my... Girlfriend's sister has ate the mystery meat at the <laughs> that expired meat that they had at that zoo back when Joe was running it. Oh, there's so many questions I have. <laughs> okay, firstly, did she get sick? No. Secondly, um, how do you acquire such an iron stomach? <laughs> asking for a friend. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was her two sisters. Um, have both ate the food there. Wow. Um, wow. And I'm I am pretty sure so she said they birth- they're both okay. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Th- those people are going to live long lives. Was it good? I don't really want to ask. <laughs> like she, hey, how she was the me- mystery me? <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend told me that like when I watched the first season. She was like, oh yeah, we've been there. My sisters ate that expired meat that he like... <laughs> Stole from the Walmart dumpsters. Uh. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with, like, dumpster diving. However, no, when you're you feeding shouldn't. it to other people who are paying you for it, maybe don't. Yeah. Mm. In general, meat dumpster diving? Bad Not idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. Really bad idea. Uh-huh. Um, it's more if you're going to eat it yourself, you're taking the risk with yourself, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to sell it to other people... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a number of reasons why that park should have been shut down and not just the animals. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, my closing thoughts? Hmm. I don't really have any. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I don't really like the dude who's representing him. The really conservative dude. Me neither. Yeah. I think that's also another reason why I wouldn't keep watching it. Because I don't yeah. care about him, and I feel like some shit's going to go down that's completely his fault. And yeah. And in general, having to see Donald Trump again and, like, watch his speeches again. Yeah, that was not fun. I don't know how I did four years of that. Yeah. Like, I know I was upset that entire four years, but, like, I don't know how any of us put up with that for four years. Yeah, it feels like a fever dream. It really does. And then on top of that, like, the show definitely didn't paint any of it is inherently bad. They barely covered the riots. Uh-huh. Um, and then on top of that, like, they only showed one lady at the Trump rallies getting mad at them, and that was kind of the... As much as they went into, like, Republicans bad, which I, I wouldn't 
generalize that much, but, like, mm-hmm. the people who were there were certainly bad. Yeah. And um, they didn't really play into that too much, and I felt like that was weird, because this is a drama. You're supposed to play into any drama, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, how, how... We should come up with a real intro. A real intro and a real outro? Uh, yeah, a real outro is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> Perfect. What do actually. people say on outros? Usually they'll say like, "You can find me here online." Uh huh. And then they'll be like, um, "Thank you for listening." Uh, see you next week or something like that. Yeah. Look at that. Okay. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'm Jay. To reiterate it, um, you can find me at polarized.underscore.bear on Instagram. Or, like, the introduction, I did plug my Tumblr account. Um, <laughs> my Tumblr is Relatable Pug Person. Um, follow me for shit posting. Mm-hmm. And I, I do have a little um, avatar, or what is it, icon? A little yeah. icon that is a shrimp. And it says, Shrimply having a wonderful Christmas time. And if you're like, hey, Jay, that's a little too soon to, you know, be celebrating Christmas. I just want you to know it's like that year round. I'm not one of these weird Christmas people that mm-hmm. start celebrating Christmas super early. No, no, no. I, um, I just like that meme. And it's been like that for two years. So, yeah. yeah okay. Um, and I am Darren. You can find me on Instagram. Really, that's the only place I'm at. It is at Goblin Vamp. My icon is a video game character, Sal Fisher from Sally Face. I drew it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are an artist. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I, you know, get out of bed and Mm -hmm. do something. Mm -hmm. Not today. We have your drawing (laughs) on our fridge, your Gerard Way. We do have a Gerard Way image. Um, I believe... It's not just an image, it's a drawing. It is. It is a drawing. I printed that out uh, and put it on our fridge, so... Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's quite wonderful. Yeah. This specific one is um, the second most recent thing I've posted. That is the specific image on our fridge right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's fun, though. Yeah. And I'm a fan of Gerardway, so... I am also a fan of Gerardway. Look at us. Oh my god, look at us. (laughs) We should be roommates. Oh my god. Um, Anyway, thank you for listening. We truly appreciate it. Um, All four of you. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. Adios. Uh, Sayonara. Uh, Sayonara. uh, I I don't know a lot of languages. Ciao. Ciao. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, this is Jay from editing again. Um, We didn't do a commentary this week, and we're probably not going to do a commentary ever again, because I realized after the Buffy episode that commentaries are really hard to edit in a way that makes sense uh, without you watching the show along with us. So maybe if this podcast suddenly explodes, which I highly doubt it will, we'll do like watch-alongs in the future. However, there will not be any more commentary sections because I don't want to get sued for copyright um, for playing too much of the show, and I also don't want to edit it to be like incomprehensible. So this is just the end.